Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following is a presentation of the Four Center Podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I am an E-Web heavy repeating blast. No, I'm Ken <laughs> The latest version, so extra scary, latest version of Ken Napsok. Fear him, fear him. Fear. We are here for the Mandalorian Report. The final episode uh, for now is this is the end of season one of The Mandalorian. So uh, what, what are just your, your big picture reactions? Wow, uh, they're big. Um, I like I like this episode a lot. I like this series a lot. I'm going to start there. Um, yeah. I'm not even here for nitpicks. I'm not, I I like this a lot. I'm just going to let that joy wash over me. Uh, there's some moments we talk about it, the, including the the e web <laughs> explanation. Great visual dictionary scene. Um, 
I like this a lot and left this going, wow, they pulled me in uh, from the beginning. Questions or episodes I didn't like, this ended up right where I wanted to feel as a Star Wars fan, and I'm excited for season two. Yeah, yeah. I think I had a similar big picture reaction of like, I did actually have some more nitpicks than normal that I'm I'm excited to talk about because they're, to me, fun nitpicks. (laughs) Nitpicking can be part of the joy. It can. Instead of part of the anger. Uh, but I, I left really satisfied in yeah. that I felt like enough of the ideas that were set up in the first season mm-hmm. were resolved without being overly tidy. My biggest mm. picture reaction is the stuff that I loved the most was the Mandalorian's personal journey with who do I want to be yeah. and their relationship with droids and Baby Yoda and the guild and uh, the other Mandalorians and all of that stuff I thought was uh, was brilliant and beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we often talk about the title because almost all mm-hmm. of them have been up to interesting interpretation. Yeah. Uh, this title was Redemption, not The Redemption. Yeah. So it could be multiple. <laughs> uh, I guess it would be Redemptions. Definitely. Anyway, how did you take the title Redemption? I, I, I guess I think I took it to, to mean a lot, again, a lot of different places. Um, uh, the redemption of droids in the eyes of uh, <laughs> Din Djarin, uh, the redemption of, 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 of him from who he was, uh, a decommissioned Mandalorian hunter, which is interesting. It's, it's, it's raised questions. Did he mean a decommissioned Mandalorian hunter or a decondi- decommissioned Mandalorian hunter? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But clearly this journey's been on. It all comes to this point. Uh, so I'll say it's a multifaceted redemption story. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, to me, I thought the big redemption, the one that resonated with me is you going back to chapter three of the sin. Yeah. What is the sin? Well, at least Mando feels like he has kind of sinned against everybody because he's supposed to follow mm. the bounty hunter guild rules. Right. He's a man of honor. He is not supposed to expose the other Mandalorians. That's part of the current version of their creed. He's not supposed to kind of let someone inside the armor the way he did uh, baby Yoda with, you know, the line you've pointed out a lot of my, my armor is losing its uh, uh, integrity, yeah, integrity. <laughs> integrity. Yes. Integrity, integrity. And I feel like redemption is an answer to all of that. He basically yeah. gets validated by almost everyone that mm-hmm. you were following the creed. You were being your best self when you rescued yeah. this child not only does it just kind of work out for him in the big picture in, in kind of the way of the guild being like grief being like, you're back to being my number one guy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone loves you, Mando, instead <laughs> of everyone hates you. But the big thing that the relationship with the droids, but specifically the armor are basically going, mm-hmm. no, you followed the creed. It wasn't just you, you know, overusing your emotions or breaking any rules. And in fact, your new mission mm. is to do what you have been doing. Yeah. Learn how to be a father and find a place for this. Yeah. You know, and that's, I feel like gives more weight to the middle episodes. It does. Where he is sort of like, well, I got to put this thing somewhere. What yeah. I, I, I should hide, but I need to make money. What the hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened to the rest of the Mandos and for her to just hand him. Yeah. That redemption of you made the right choice and continue on your path. You're on the right path. I thought of episode five a lot with uh, Amy Sedaris's character basically giving him parenting advice. Yeah. And that was the episode where you really started to see that and focus. So, yeah, yeah, definitely on that. And and I like, like what you said about the even grief cargo. I thought, now I'll say this, I thought it was a weird beat in a way, but just at the end of the all of it, grief cargo being like, 
hey, I just witnessed your journey and what you want to do, but come on back. <laughs> exactly. But it works as, rede- as, as the redemption angle. Uh, yeah, grief is uh, just climbing in my estimation. <laughs> and one of the things I like about his character, not the best listener. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Interesting that that happened to you, Mando, but here's what I care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, did that happen to you? Let me tell you about my day. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Star energy. Wars is better for having Carl Weathers around. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit more about... Uh, uh, overall reaction stuff. Um, I guess uh, I would like to dig into uh, Mando exposing himself. <laughs> that's where, yeah, that's where I wanted to go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So take it away. Uh, well, I mean, I just first of all, this was probably a, a shot done on a weekend at Pedro's backyard. Uh, and, but they, but we knew this was coming. They released some behind the scenes footage before the show, and we, there was a shot of a bloodied Pedro in the outfit. So kind of knew this was coming. Uh, I don't mean that in a negative way. And even if you didn't, I think you felt like you felt emotionally got to see under the mask once since it's been so built up of nobody sees under the mask. And because of it being so built up and all the questions and take the who was in the mask, all of it, take that conversation outside. I'm sorry for always bringing that up, but um, it worked. It was a big victory. Like it was a great moment. And we had talked about it. Uh, that uh, IG Eleven should factor into this. That what the what a what a great idea for a droid to save him. And here, literally, is the case. I'm not gonna say it wasn't shot for shot, but matches the uh, the the battle droid staring down at the ba- at the young Dinjar. Absolutely does. I yeah. mean, there, there's like very specific to me the angles of angles, it. It's not yeah. just up and down. It's the fact that the doors of that yep. uh, little shed he's hiding in have this very specific angle and then he is laying on that exact specific angle it's it's art directed and shot to evoke completely a repetition of that experience therefore that was uh i'd say my most favorite moment and again pedro pascal is one of my favorite actors and i mesmerized time and time again by him but specifically his turn as red viper i think that's one of the best Seasons of TV ever by a performer. Uh, I wasn't nominated. It still gets me upset. Um, so I'm, I'm just in that one scene alone. I was like, this is why. <laughs> this is why. And I know he feels this is why he should be in the costume in the outfit when possible, because it was it was a great moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I just in a tribute to Pedro Pascal, knowing that he wasn't in the costume for quite a lot quite of a, the shooting. And some of that is like, yeah, because there's massive action scenes. Some of that is because the uh, schedules, all that, whatever. Yeah. He wasn't cast. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't cast yet. It mm-hmm. seems to be a possibility and or <laughs> the truth. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I feel like he did such a phenomenal act voice acting job that yes. it came through because when we first saw some footage at Celebration, yeah. I was concerned about that the helmet would mute the charm of Pedro Pascal. And I never felt that this entire series, which built up the payoff of seeing his actual uh, Pedro right. Pascal face. Uh, <laughs> and I'm in full agreement to that, too. Vo- voice work, we all know, ain't easy, and nailed it constantly, yeah. constantly. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, so there was the great just repetition of, hey, this is a place I've been before. Yeah. Just literally physically a droid looking down on me, and a droid looking down on me has been death. A Mandalorian looking down on me has been life. life right. And a this is the way, a mm. uh, path toward honor. And I like that all of those kind of thematic ideas managed to meet in that one moment mm. without feeling like a traffic jam. Yeah. You know, that he was saying to Carl, let me have a, a warrior's death. Yep. Because that would be an honorable way to go. Way to go. And then that he's got the blaster out, he's ready to shoot the droid, just like he did at the end of uh, the first chapter. Yep. And that everything hinges really on his ability to 
possibly be vulnerable. I like that the moment is open for interpretation. Mm -hmm. I really took it as I'm going to die. I'm going to leave baby Yoda alone unless I let myself be vulnerable. Yeah. Unless I can trust that the droid can actually change that rules and programming can change. change. So I like the interpretation of since there's so much in this series that did feel like he's wrestling with is the armor sanctuary or is it prison? Right. And that in this moment it would be prison. prison. It would be yeah. a death be, yeah. sentence. Totally. Uh, and then I love the ambiguity that the droid offers him a technicality. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a technicality. He believes certainly other areas of star right. Wars don't interpret droids as right. non-living beings. Yeah. Does IG-11 believe that? Or does IG-11 just kind of know we, we, you operate by creeds. Yeah. I operate by protocols. Yeah. I will tell you the rule 67 B dash a that you need to hear. So I can do what I need to do as a nurse droid and save you. Yeah. Uh, I think it ties to also the end uh, where we're, Asking what IG Eleven believes when he touches that ear of the baby Yoda, that that to me is him going, yeah, no, no, I, I a deep inside in my robotic heart, I have a, I have a connection and a beaten soul, and I'm willing to to play the role of droid back yeah. in this scene here. What you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think another just a uh, big picture thing is the um, sort of Gideon is killer. Slash obsessed with Mandalore that yeah. really promoting him to the big bad. And we'll, we'll talk in, in yep. about all of these specific canon things. But I like that general mm. idea. I think that helped give this final chapter and this season shape. Yes. And a sense of finality while also leading into more storytelling that he is the big bad, not just because he's an Imperial who has more high quality troopers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we will talk about that. Uh, not just the. The weapon in hand, but uh, the big elevating him beyond what I was thinking of him going into even this episode of uh, a dirty leftover moth. Yeah. <laughs> with a little contingent. Yeah. It adds weight. Yeah. 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 And it makes it about him rather than there's yes. still the possibility that he is running errands for somebody else, but it makes it about him. Yes. It's unfinished business for him. If he was like, I personally delighted in slaughtering Mandalorians. Yeah. Yes, it does, because watching, yes, he's got this collection of death troopers. He's got a TIE fighter. He's got things. He's got a nice cape. He's got an E-Web heavy repeating blaster. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard. Word on the street. Uh, word on the street is, uh, yeah, but the, I, I really like that, what you just said there. It, it, it's more about him, because I was having a little trouble buying him as an Imperial threat. And they say that's how Cara Dune gets coming in, and he clearly is an Imperial and has knowledge and, and a resume of uh, his everyone's resumes on his desk is what I should say um, but to, to, to make it more about him versus Mandalore is more exciting to me going forward yeah cool cool uh, well, let's get into more uh, specific favorite things and then we'll maybe talk about some dislikes nitpicks questions as well but for you do you have other uh, big picture things that you loved or small details line scenes I really the 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 death of IG Eleven worked for me. Uh, it played very well. Taika Waititi, I mean, comes in, delivers exactly what you'd expect from what he's done already. <laughs> uh, good track record. So that worked for me there. And uh, the little scene, the, the I I have some mostly positive feelings about the opening scene, okay. the conversation with Jason Sudeikis and was it Adam Pally? I'm not yeah. familiar with him as much. Um, 
Yeah, so I like that a lot too. It's a small scene, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a big scene, but small, small like for me. <laughs> you know big scene, small big like. Mean, big scene, small like. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, uh, I think for me, a, a favorite big thing was just everything about the armor. Mm-hmm. She's been oh, God, in, yes. chanting and, uh, and intriguing this entire time exactly what her role is. I think mm-hmm. we talked early on about I love the idea that uh, somebody who would be in other societies seen as a blacksmith is valuable, right. but they're just... They're not the royalty, and I love that in yeah. this culture. Yeah. Basically, the blacksmith is the royalty because it ties to the armor. So much enchanting uh, about the character, um, mm-hmm. but I loved everything that she said Yes, to him, not only about his own journey, but Jedi history, which we'll talk about in that. But her fight, honestly, I think yeah. that was my favorite fight in this yeah. whole show. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, just the way I'm it was shot, you. the clarity of her movements, um, the ferocity to see that uh, white stormtrooper <laughs> armor cracking and yeah, burn the and specifically burned using the you know the tools of her yes. trade of just sort of like I am armor and I am going to yeah. dismantle you and your crap armor. It's it's funny. I'm glad you mentioned that. I, uh, slipped my mind. Even I literally just watched that not a half hour before I left uh, to come here. Uh, I uh, had there had been in one of the trailers a split second shot of her before her flames kneeling down and like stormtroopers coming in and before the season started. So the moment we first meet her in my head, I'm like, at some point she's going to be killed (laughs) because stormtroopers going to come back and take her. And I thought she was doing a lay down, kill me in peace type of let me go out type of thing. So I was had that in my mind. And then when. I see that it reveals she's holding the weapons. I was like, oh, oh, no, I was wrong. And then boom, 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 boom. And I was like, <laughs> big applause. I did love that fight a lot. Yeah, and that final shot, just very, very center frame. Very classic, yes. just utter hero pose uh, with uh, yeah. the, the uh, foundry tools. Great. I want an armor six-inch black series. I'm on Me board for it. two and a three and three-quarter, please. <laughs> Vintage and regular, if they ever come back. Uh, the Yoda using the Force... Baby Yoda using mm-hmm. the Force proactively a little bit more on purpose rather than just intuitively. Like joining the fight in a way? Like joining the fight. Like, I, I think these last couple episodes have really been building up the mm. how is he being conditioned by what he sees? Is he understanding his environment and the needs of his environment a little right. bit more? The Mudhorn just feels like hurting nice man. Stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, and the heel just feels like it seems like he just senses any time that, that like pain radiates out to him. And he's like, no, oh, go away, yeah. pain. All that stuff feels intuitive. And this felt like uh, uh, wherever we go, people try to hurt us. Yeah. So stop it. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. yeah. That, oh, that that sensation of flames is unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, go away. Go away. That, that, li- that little flick is just uh, yes. like, be gone, flame. Be gone, flame. <laughs> go back. Wait, which does pay off with the grief cargo moment later on. Oh, you? with the magic hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. magic hands is, is high up for a, a favorite. <laughs> great, great. To me, that great comedy there uh, that feels genuine. That was yeah. built from like, that's what grief saw. Like, do the magic hands and <laughs> the little wave back. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Comedy gold. Uh, just design-wise, I love the fairy droid. That was so, so cool. It creeped me out the first time. Right. And I think it's kind of supposed to. Yeah. 
Because I was like, oh, is this an attack astromech? Oh, no, it's just nope. got some purpose. It's a yeah. weird, weird fairy droid. I do like uh, it. Which we'll, we can talk about a little bit more. Uh, any other major uh, likes for you? Obviously, we're going to get, we'll talk about a lot of them when we talk about canon stuff or, or themes. But anything else you want to shout out now? I mean, it kind of ties into an overall thing. But just this, I can see now, and we saw it. And it wasn't, I don't think it caught anyone off guard when the episode started to go off into Adventure of the Week or everything. Uh, you know, is IG-11 dead or is Quill done? The way Favreau and his team pulled it all together, it made a lot of sense. It did work for me. Uh, it reminds us all, and I think we were generally pretty good at Force Center, but it reminds us all to have patience when you're watching these stories. Yeah. And that worked for me. And again, it's kind of overall, but I had that feeling towards the end when I'm seeing it all. I'm like, ah, oh, this did come together just as they probably planned it, and it came together nice. It did mean that there were some times where I'm like, well, this is probably going to happen, but that's okay. Absolutely. That's I okay. I think there is, it's fine when you to have a little bit of, this is the inevitable, like last week when I was predicting, hoping that IG-11 yeah. would basically rescue them because it would force exactly this to for Mando to face the droid thing. And I yeah. think predicting those things isn't, it, that's not the interesting part. The interesting part is, well, yeah. what does Mando choose and why? Yeah. And the, how is the story told? Not exactly what is the story. Surprises are still great. And we had yeah. some in this episode. But sometimes things going the way the gravity of the story, <laughs> story dictates tech, yes. is is pleasing. This might carry over into a discussion of another movie recently released. It, it, it possibly but could. This this weird pushback against why well, I saw that coming. Still, I get it. Because, again, surprises are good. But I think I use the example, right? I just use it again quickly. Just like the wall coming down in Game of Thrones was something we wanted and predicted for six, six and a half seasons when it happens, six and nine episodes. Yeah. To have people hear people tell me, I saw that coming. I'm like, yes. It's Chekhov's big effing ice wall. Of course it's going to come down. Yeah. It's how we got there and what it means and what's the reaction. You you have said something before and someone tweeted or wrote it, maybe in our Discord service, about how it's valuable, very valuable to engage with the story presented to you. That should be a, a Joseph Scrimshaw shirt. <laughs> Engage with the story. And that, to me, this episode, a lot of that, where, yes, I saw a lot, including IG-11's death almost at the beginning of the episode. It made sense. But it made sense. And yeah. it moved me, because it should, because that's the story. Yeah. And the, the power of, of how IG-11 yeah. convinces him and that great, like, I've analyzed your voice. You are sad. Great. It's an amazing amount of growth on Mando that I didn't expect. Yes. For once, like, once I allow myself to even consider the possibility of humanity within a droid. Yeah. I'm suddenly actually sad to lose one. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it works very similar to the K2SO death, which oh, is yeah. one of yeah. my favorites in Star Wars. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, you know, if Bosk shows up, surprise, what does that get me? You know, like, yeah. What does that get me? Yeah. So. Again, kind of overall, but that was a big, big picture reaction, big thing for me. That said, I'd be happy for Boss to appear. Anyway. That said, yes. Yes. Let's talk about uh, any dislikes or uh, nitpicks. So the, I'm going to go the opening scene. I'll say this. This is my style of comedy when I'm writing screenplays or sketches. I am to, to a detriment sometimes where people are like, there's no jokes in here. I'm like, just... Just play out the beats. Just do the thing. It's, uh, yeah, it's the attitude more than the actual yeah. one-liners. This, which is why I love Flight of the Concords, which I love a lot of UK stuff. And this is definitely Taika Waititi style. Uh, it's not just because he's from New Zealand like the Flight of the Concords, <laughs> but there must be something in the water. So I love this scene. I do like Jason Sudeikis. He plays just a arrogant doof doofus very well yeah so i really like this scene i want that said uh, this is it, i was like oh this kind of stuff can play 
almost like Kevin Rubio's troops can play, it can play in the real world. Cause yeah. again, you, you know, I love my dirty board stormtrooper on yeah. Wobani. It falls into that. The hitting of baby Yoda. It's interesting. Cause when Bob Iger gave that interview, he was like, you know, we knew we had something with baby Yoda, but, or the child as he's now supposed to call it. Cause Fabric <laughs> got mad. Uh, we just didn't know how to which degree. So I'm constantly amazed every week where they have shots where I'm like, they had to have known this was going to work, that punching the child would elicit a worldwide response of, kill that guy! <laughs> right. And, and into that level of gif-ability. Yes. Of like, <laughs> crazy. you know, you could you could gif that punch yeah. and say like, you know, what's the worst thing somebody's ever done? Well, here's yeah. the response is this gif, right? You yes. know. Yes. Anyway, you know, um, sitting down after a big meal. Here's baby Yoda yeah. collapsing after the fire flight. <laughs> it, it, so gifable episode after episode. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, but to that scene, uh, I so there's a couple. I watched again this morning. I was laughing. I'm like, I love this. I probably will write a similar scene. I'm not sure where I stand on the super meta stormtroopers miss everything. Hilarious. Very funny. But I'm like, oh, they're really playing with it. And then. I did. It's so it's so nitpicky, Joseph. When you hear the other voice on the other end, ah, he just killed an officer. And I'm like, he didn't. Like you cut back to that. Moff Gideon did not shoot any of his troops in that scene, other than the ones already inside. Yeah. To me, so uh, the scene took. It was. I loved it. It took me out a little bit yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. In a weird way. And I'm not. I'm not happy with myself. <laughs> well, I'll say this uh, kind of big picture because I have a, a couple nitpicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like. This is a great thing that I'm happy for. Yeah. I think because the Mando in general is uh, fresh and new, that people are approaching it with open hearts yeah. and open minds. And uh, I, you know, I, I do the Star Wars counseling. I can, none of these things super bother me. I can come up with headcanon or yep. go, maybe they'll tell us later. Or, you know what? It's clearly a limitation of the budget. Who cares? Right. I think I get a little distracted in just wishing that that same sense of open heart and open mind mm. that is being applied to the Mandalorian is would be applied to movies and older yep. and other pieces of Star Wars. Uh, you know what? That's I uh, let's that's the big <laughs> elephant or elephant in the room. I watched a lot of Lord of the Rings over Christmas break. Elephant Mon, yeah. Elephant, yeah, is that yeah, yeah? Is that yeah. what it is? That's actually what it is. Thank you. <laughs> um, that's a big frustration with me right now there's a lot of things in this series where i'm like the the e-web thing is that is to me the definition of fan service that is going hey did you have this toy growing up and did you know in a trivia contest that that's what it's called on hoth yep i did what i it 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 bothered me a little bit not in the show but it bothered me that luke lifting an x-wing out of the water like yoda and the music swells and i cry is called fan service yes and it upset me it upset me yeah so yes and uh, yeah i just wanted to throw it out there because i needed to uh have the catharsis for myself it's not that i want people i i need i want teachers of this it's not that i want people to be more critical of the mandalorian no it's that i want them to be more open-hearted about the movies i've and i'll say that about all of the movies with the exception of of the original trilogy pretty much because people rarely uh, are upset anymore they were in 1983 yeah (laughs) i'm sure i'll talk about later but um yeah yeah so i i'm I'm including resistance i'm including rebels all those random youtube videos yes yeah the uh the uh galaxy of adventures yes yes there was a forces of destiny where where is where's where's the open heart about how much bb8 weighs in in yeah 
Anyway, uh, it is a bigger conversation. We'll probably come, come back to, but because of the, the, the last couple of weeks being a little bit of a drag, it it the, each episode of the Mandalorian has a little bit of of anger bubbling inside me, where I'm like, "You're accepting that, <laughs> but no, okay," and I have to. Put down the phone and walk away. <laughs> Put down the phone and walk away. Another great T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, but it, but there there were some things that I thought were worth talking about. Uh, yeah. For me, that that opening at the top very funny. There's no doubt it's super super funny. It mm-hmm. danced right on the edge to me of come getting to real world and coming out of Star Wars. Totally. And I know that's a totally subjective thing. Everybody mm-hmm. has a thing. Big ass door is unacceptable to some people. You know, mm-hmm. cool. We all have our different things. Um, but I, I loved so much the body language mm-hmm. of those troopers in the previous episode. And I love the portrait of we are kind of crappy Imperial hanger ons, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love the like the joke about like, Hey, he just shot a bunch of his own troops. Yeah. That was a message. You, I got that message. You get that <laughs> me- That's great. Cause me, it's like, it's boring down yeah. into those characters. Yes. And then some of the banter just gets a little bit more like the, when Jason Sudeikis just goes, Oh my God. It's like, it's really funny. Yeah. And I, God has been you, God and hell have been used in star Wars. That's yeah. the whole thing too. And people got upset about Godspeed the <laughs> rebels because I'll see you in hell. Uh, uh, they, they use those words, yes. but just the tone of it felt to me more like uh, a, a funny bit from clerks than yes, yes. then keep I, I just want to I love so much mm-hmm. adding that humanity of crappy bored biker scouts five years after the empire died yeah dealing with some homicidal guy who kills his own troops to make a point yeah. I just want to stay in that reality I'm also just for myself personally mm-hmm. do, uh, I, I'm done with the troopers missing shots unless it very specifically builds character i loved the interaction between mando and space bill burr <laughs> yes yeah yeah yeah. because good. because mando is assessing is this guy of value and he's being told that yeah he was a stormtrooper it makes sense that mando would go yeah the, the, they were not renowned for being great shots and for space bill burr to get pissed and go i wasn't a basic stormtrooper yeah. i was a, like that keeps it to the characters this hilarious very funny it, uh, probably the best shot executed <laughs> stormtroopers are bad shots joke yeah ever made and yet for me the joke has been made yeah 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 and i'm ready personally to move on a hundred percent great example the, the space bill burr one because that works very well i like that they've had to add it into bit, bits of the star wars story to correct it in the way of, you know, George Lucas probably wasn't thinking stormtroopers are missing for a reason, but that no, it's, it's I, been layered into the stories in other books. And Brendel Hux wants to train the First Order better because this, they rush the train. All that is there. Uh, we are being really oddly nitpicky for us, probably, at least for me. <laughs> but yes, that uh, I, I kind of laughed yes. and went, all right, all yes. right. Uh, all right. I got I got a couple more. A couple right. more. Is Let's this roll. is this okay? No, this right. is, this is cathartic. For okay, me. Um, <laughs> I would have loved a line from the armor that suggested how the Imperial troops, even Gideon's better ones, even mm-hmm. the Death Troopers, got the drop on that many Mandalorians. Because yeah. you know, the, it's one of those things of you build up the legend of the Mandalorians. They're hiding. They've got a good leader. She survived somehow. I would have liked just a hint of. You know, they came in the night or, you know, yeah. they, I don't know, or they have, they threw in this gas or they gassed us in our yeah. sleep or, uh, you know, so you, you could even paint them as 
cowardly. Yeah. You know, but I th- I would have liked just a little bit of, of flavor because I love the storytelling that the whatever remains of the Empire is going to shut down any Mandalorians they see. Mm-hmm. That's great. I yeah. love that the Mando exposed them in that the uh, other Vizsla. Uh, yeah. yeah. Can't remember what uh, his name Paz, was. Paz Vizsla. Paz yeah, yeah. Vizsla was like our strength used to be in our numbers and that yeah. they decided to go that way and support him. And, and there was a a punishment for that. I loved all that and didn't want to be distracted by the like, but they just mowed down yeah. our, our, you know, four badass characters just mowed down a bunch of them. Yeah. How did, how did the Imperials get to drop on this many Mandalorians? Yeah. Uh, we, we, yeah, you and I think we, we generally don't go deep down those roads, but I went down it because I'm going to watch the episode again. Cause episode three is great. I love it. I love episode three. I had the feeling if they exposed themselves and they, they had to go like they saved man Mando and they had to go. That was the cost. Yeah. Or even like they, you know, we were evacuating and they caught us one by one. Yeah. Or, you know, for anything, the Mandalorian to go, Hey, let's go into the sewers. We need their help. I want to be like, well, didn't you tell, or didn't, wasn't Paz Vizsla flying away? <laughs> like, you know, and again, that just might yeah. be, you know, he could f- turn around and land. I get it. But you know, yeah. So, I, I had a couple of those wait a minute questions, which are fair because Star Wars creates a lot of wait a minute questions. Yes. So I, I had that thought, too, of, wow, wait, what happened? Because initially I thought, did they take off their armor and leave? <laughs> it doesn't seem, based on what they've been saying. Uh, nude Mandalorians like, yeah. all throughout the galaxy now. Um, and, and, so, yeah, I'm with you. And we might get more of that story because she's had a few made it off world and maybe Mandalorian will want to find some. Yeah. Um, and again. You know, I do the whole Star Wars counseling. I don't mind coming up with headcanon oh, yeah, for no, those no. answers. I'm just affected by that. There are ones that that do take me, legitimately take me out of the show for a minute and make me go, okay, I got to pause yeah, and go, let go of it, let go of it, make up your own headcanon or trust that they'll tell the rest of the story later and enjoy yeah. the episode. But I do think that it is in there. Yeah. Well, along it- with all of the other amazing things we're going to talk about that we yeah. love. Yeah, to be clear, to jump to the other big property, uh, good old Grandpappy Sheev coming back creates a lot of questions. I have a ton of them. Yeah. But at the end of it, I go, but you know what? He's back and we're going to figure that out. So I'm trying to, I am applying that or trying to apply to that for me here. Yeah. It's just a little bit of probably some unresolved anger. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, but but also, but also, I'm saying it in a fun way of like, okay, what happened? But I know what you mean. We're yeah. like, eh, okay, different. Final thing. Yep. The, in, Entire disappearance of the pulse rifle. That is one. What is yes? Yeah, that is one that that is. Again, I can make up head cannon. He ran out of ammo. It actually got damaged. But after the first time, I stayed up till midnight. I watched this episode. I was thrilled. Uh, I yeah. had to cheer quietly so as to not wake my wife. <laughs> watched it again with her and cheered multiple times. Loved it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of my first viewing, I went back and rewatched the end yeah. of chapter four, also known as the last sighting of the pulse rifle. <laughs> And go, did I miss anything? No, you see, he lays it down on the cart with baby Yoda. Like, did he gift it yeah. to Julia Jones? And I missed it. I, it just, it, it's not like a little, oh, he had a, he had an insignia and mm-hmm. now it's gone. Like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I can make up headcanon. Um, totally. But I, it's his part of his iconography. Multiple yeah. characters commented in, on how amazing it is. And again, we saw how amazing it was. I'm thrilled that the community is not throwing out tweets that this whole show sucks because what happened to his pulse rifle. Right, right. I'm thrilled. But I kind of feel like if Kylo's lightsaber just went missing, 
halfway through Rise of Skywalker, yeah. we would hear about it. And maybe that's not a perfect one-to-one example, but I, yeah. I, it, does, it feels like there's a missing scene or missing logic. A hundred percent, because if he pops, uh, uh, if he uses that pulse rifle once at that young gun standoff and v- vaporizes a stormtrooper, I could see some of them going, we out of here. Yep. <laughs> We're done. He's so, just as scary. It's a very impressive weapon. Or I would have just shot Moff Gideon. So, and again, we often don't go down those, well, but, but, and, and, I, and I, I agree with you. I'm glad this isn't a, there's not a, where's the pulse rifle website starting. Yeah, yet. it isn't a hashtag, uh, where's the pulse rifle may, yet. Maybe there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, but but you have to ask, and it's yeah, it a fun and, and a very. I'm almost smiling when I'm asking, like, where the hell's that gone? Yeah, maybe there, is there going to be a flashback, yeah. a deleted scene? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, is he is that going to be the first scene of chapter two of like, yeah. finally got it fixed? You know? <laughs> yeah, which again, I'm I'm on a head cannon and away, but yes, <laughs> I want to see the scene where Baby Yoda messed it up, messed it up, <laughs> smashed yeah. it with the force. All right, let's get on to uh, mm-hmm. all of the things that we did love. Uh, I assume because there's a ton of canon stuff. This was just a canon dump. That was yeah. the majority of my notes. Take uh, me down to the streets, my friend. Yeah. All right. Uh, n- not necessarily in order of relevance, but fun things. Kara uh, Cynthia Dune from Alderaan. Right. Right. I I yeah. love that. Not and not because a planet I recognize. Mm-hmm. I loved it because she makes a pretty fast bond with Mandalorian. Yeah. They they have their work together and then they hang out for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. in the the fishing village. Uh so great. You can imagine that they really yeah. they see one another in themselves. Uh but the specificity of I joined the the re- rebellion and the yeah. new republic to take out Imperials. Yeah. I'm not really interested in doing anything but taking out Imperials. And Hey, I kind of relate to this guy who is from a hunted species, right. who's uh, mostly been, or not even species, a hunted group who's mostly been wiped out by the Empire. Yeah. It just, it makes so much sense of their bond. I love the choice to reveal it very small and very late in the story. Yeah. Because she said that from the beginning, would have taken out some of the fun of just unraveling this character, um, but it, and it, and, and it doesn't. It, it, it plays on the surface level of, hey, but it, it plays very well, ties in everything you just said. Like, it yeah. just, you immediately kind of get it beyond just me, me no like Empire. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like it's the value of telling these kinds of Star Wars stories where we can spend some more time and give more weight. Like, next time I watch A New Hope, that's an added bit of depth to yeah. know, uh, you know, what what was Cara Dune's story mm-hmm. being from Alderaan? You know, was yeah. her whole family on the planet? All that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and flesh it out and good give u- it life. Good use of fan service, if you will. <laughs> yes. Uh, storytelling, as I like to call it sometimes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the rescue of young Din uh, Dejarin yeah. uh, by Clan Vizsla. Yes. So, A, just, man, blue is my favorite color. A bunch of blue Mandalorians bunch of blue Boba Fett's to go back yeah. to my youth. Somebody said, you want to see a scene with a bunch of blue Boba Fett's? Yeah. Damn right I do. Uh, and it was great. I loved mm-hmm. it. Uh, how did you feel about it, uh, seeing that insignia and, and tracing it back to Clan Vizsla? I, I liked it a lot. It makes me wonder at what point. I'm assuming this is the Clone Wars. We get some battle droids, super battle droids. Again, we, we I like seeing them in very much real action. It makes me like, can we do a, can we do a remake of just the Clone Wars uh, <laughs> on the big screen or a series? 
so I liked it. Um, again, not uh, one of those things where like we run through some options of who might be at that door, but we kind of all settled on Mandalorian, so not surprised. But the wait, but it makes me wonder. So now talk about canon effects. Well, we did pre was he already off death watching was he was this that who is, is this, this a different splinter of the yeah. family of the clan and i like that i like having those are those are the questions i love to kind of get the answers later yeah yeah well let's let's kind of tie in all of the mandalorian stuff in, in examine it so we got uh, the final confirmation of the level of jedi knowledge yes um that it doesn't seem as though our main character mm-hmm. is fully aware right. of the jedi um, even the armor kind of, uh, couches it in the songs of long ago yeah. tell of the ancient battles. So it does, if you're just going to try your best to headcanon it and apply mm. logic, it does seem like there's at least a part of clan Vizsla mm-hmm. or a splinter chapter that is not as concerned with what is actively going on on Mandalore during the clone wars. Yeah. When they're actively involved in with Jedi and emissaries and politics and yeah, yeah, which I which <laughs> also ties to the not a race a creed. Yep, really reclaiming how Mandalorians were presented in the EU and making it a part of firm canon. Mm. So there's a lot of stuff that was just on the surface, like engaging and great, but also did make you go like, all right, with Filoni being at least partially at the helm, yeah. Fun to me, it wasn't a that doesn't work. It was a ooh, there's more layers to this story of who knows what and when and why. Uh, I'm there with you. If Filoni wasn't involved, I'd I'd probably be more of what? Wait, what? Now I'm like, okay, this is a decision because I don't think it, it doesn't erase anything presented in the Clone Wars. I have to go back and watch those episodes, and I'm I'm getting ready to do a Clone Wars kind of re reviewing. Not every episode, you know, so. I love all that stuff. I love Duchess Satine. I love all, all the history that I love Death Watch. Um, it didn't didn't take away. It didn't undercut. I'm so curious to see what that means. The foundling concept really works. I yeah. imagine that just would happen. I mean, you know, that, that would work for me. Uh, the fact that they accepted Darth Maul, uh, Maul's rule at some point, some people are like, oh, not really us, but he is now. Yeah. <laughs> you can look at it a lot of different ways. It does seem to fight that a little bit, but it's Filoni, so it's like, he definitely wouldn't fight George. Um, so it's interesting. It's intriguing to me. The armor confirming that at least the people in that room weren't sure who Jedi were is weirder to me. Yeah. Again, not bad because it ties into the history. Yeah. But it, it just seems like to me that she'd be like, yeah, the Jedi, we fought them. <laughs> like our people fought our them. people. I like the songs of the, long it's ago. Interesting. Yes. I, yeah. I don't mind that. Cause I'd like the, Wars in history get get muted and strange over time. Right, right. The fact that these people were alive and active during the Clone Wars, to me, like, that just activates the part of my headcanon that likes to think about um, the Jedi from, like, this very specific point of view of, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you, you you hear about them, they're, they're on the hollow news, but are they, if you've never seen one, yeah. are they true? If you live in Coruscant, yeah, it's your temple right over there, you see them all the time. They break up fights in bars. So... <laughs> That to me, like that's yeah. course, that's like being in a you know big metro area, the heart of the galaxy. Yeah, but that doesn't mean if you're just you know trying to get by somewhere else, maybe you hear rumblings of them, but you've never seen them yourself. You don't even believe right. if they're really real. I can 
accept that and I'm kind of intrigued by that. I'm intrigued also what it means for Luke Skywalker, actually. Yeah. Uh, because what 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 that kind of we've we all grew up i always go to this we all grew up thing of if you're in the 80s of luke one everyone's aware who darth vader was and the jedi are back baby and really not so much the case no not at all not uh, at all the way it's being presented uh, in modern canon yeah which i love so this actually it it adds to that that five years after the battle of endor five years during this time period no one's like yeah you know like luke yeah that there's still some mystery. So I do like it. I, I want to be, be clear. I do like it. I just had a little bit of like, at least I would think the arbor and she could use the wonderful, uh, you know, uh, like she's Galadriel. I've really watched a lot of Lord of the Rings. Last <laughs> week. Um, it, that worked for me, but I just, I had that, like I'm doing the math on my fingers, but you would have, you would have, you might have known Kenobi. <laughs> like, well, he think? was certainly on Mandalore yeah, because the yeah, records yeah. of him are on Mandalore. Right. right. So to me, I, We'll, it's we'll, not a sticking yeah. point. It's actually, it's yeah. all intriguing to me, but I'm just, that was the one moment of like, wait, I had to do the, I had to do the pause. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. Wouldn't you know? Yeah. So. I think, yeah, for me to work it through right now, it seems like he was adopted by a group that was actively on that planet mm-hmm. for some reason. Maybe they're hiding out. Yeah. You know, but they have their own very specific ideas of how to go about being a Mandalore. Yeah. Uh, Mandalorian and that at they were certainly on Mandalore, but not everyone is involved in the actual capital, yeah. the high up politics. Yeah. And to me, I think it gets to a little bit of what Lucas wanted to present is criticism of the Jedi mm-hmm. of that. They weren't necessarily traveling the galaxy, being involved with everybody. They got caught up in politics. Yeah. And rulers of planets knew they were real because they're upper crust, basically. Mm-hmm. And they go deal with the other upper crust. But if you're just one of many Mandalorians, you know, training in a different bubble city, yeah, you'd never even hear the name. That's potentially really interesting. It, it, it is. It totally is. It totally yeah. is. Do you like the uh, reclaiming of Mandalorian not being a race but a creed? I do. <laughs> Uh, you all know, listening, I don't like my legends. And one of the things I dislike most about legends is the Mandalorian stuff. <laughs> well, if you go watch Alex's Star Wars Explained video on the history of the Mandalore, the ruler of Mandalore, if you're not laughing within 30 seconds at some of the names, <laughs> I, I'd question you. It's not my favorite stuff. But the idea, the thematic idea, it works so well in the show that, yeah, I, I do like it. And again... I could see that Favreau was like, hey, here's a story I have, because I read the EU comics in the 90s. And this is a, right. And Filoni coming in and going, well, this is what George did. And and them marrying those two views and stories, I'm on board for that. Yeah. Uh, they've been pulling things back from Legends, because, again, I, all jokes I make, not all Legends is bad. I understand that. And I'm actually very thankful for them for keeping the flame alive. Um, so I had initial, I had to pull down my walls. Yeah. The moment when, when, when it's not a race, it's a creed to Apollo Creed. I, <laughs> I was like, nah, it's not, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, but the way it works in the show and the way it ties into the child, the relationship with the child. And well, she just says, that's a foundling. Yeah. It's a foundling. Yeah. And even getting to like, he's not, 
I yeah. can't train that I thing train to be a man. Like immediately being like, yeah. how is he even going to fit in the armor? Yeah. How are we going to make a helmet that fits this little guy? And they, but that, that <laughs> core idea, <laughs> just the little armor ears. <laughs> I need Beskar for his sensitive ears. Um, <laughs> or the ears come out. <laughs> uh, but just that idea that any, that it goes so much to the central yeah. idea of you can change your programming. Yeah. Right? And, and, and so, th- yeah, I, I really do like it. And, and I, and I like the wrinkle of like, well, yeah, you can't train him. You have to take him back. Where if, like, if if his if Din Djarin's parents hadn't died, maybe they would have been like, "We rescued you. Go with your family." You know, like that's yeah. part of the playbook. And so it's like, oh nope this this little child, this asset still has a chance. Go reunite it with its people, or uh, the people got wiped out. It is yours. You have to you have to raise it as a foundling. Yeah, it, it is a very like that a honorable thing of just yeah. like everyone else in this village is dead. Yeah, but you don't just leave a child. Yeah, you know, and and. You know, there's no other uh, people for him to be returned to, yep. which I love that tension of the setup of season two. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, mind flare. Uh, so there's the reference to uh, Cara Dune says, you, I can't be caught. They'll upload me to a mind flare and Apollo Creed. <laughs> Apollo Creed. <laughs> now it's in my mind. Grief Garga. I'm not even a huge Rocky fan. Um, I, don't, I don't dislike them. I, I love that he says, that's just wartime propaganda, which right. goes to, if you yes. want to start headcanning yeah. in remembering, people in the galaxy do not know what we, the audience, knows because yeah. we, are, we are privileged in, to the upper echelons of government yeah and the interior workings of families of deep fate yep. like the skywalkers and the rest of the galaxy just like i i don't i don't know i'm just trying to get by yeah. uh yeah did you take it as the boar gullet uh i know i didn't no good god good good for you <laughs> no i just i just went I, I focus on the propaganda part because I do love that. I'll do because again, I love those twenty years between Sith and, and New Hope where yeah. you're just like, how did this actually work? Uh Lucas put some great stuff out there, but you have to kind of connect the dots to make it work. And I love Solo, I love Rogue One for those reasons. And so it was in that thing of yeah. brief cargages. Of course, on Navarro, he's probably like, The Emperor, uh, he was a nice old guy. <laughs> yeah. I saw <laughs> his hollows. He's yeah. he's fine. He's so fine. I just like the overall spirit of it. I didn't take it anything specific, yeah. but I could see that. Yeah, Mind Flare is you know, originally from D and then got played up massively in Stranger Things, obviously. Right. So I think people hear that and like, What? What? Uh, but I took it as Borgallet in a fun like thing. That. Like we know that's real. Yeah. Okay. I also took it. The more I'm thinking about it, that Favreau did write large sections of the script specifically in the nineties. Yes. And was unwilling to change some of it. <laughs> I'm sure somebody came and was like, you know, mind flare is a big deal in stranger things. He's like, no, I wrote this in 1994 <laughs> when no one else was playing D and D and I'm keeping it. I was on a set of swingers. <laughs> and this is what's going on. Yes. Yeah. This script is so money. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the dark saber. Yes. Did Liked. you, did you, ooh and ah? I did. And I, it, I did. I it, look, I'll tell you, what, it looked a little funky, but it looked like, it looked like the first time I saw it in force unleashed, the video game. Okay. And so I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Like it, it looked kind of animated. Uh, like I was watching uh, Roger rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but not say that was a bad thing at all. Um, I like it. I like it. Cause I think this sets up, uh, some returns of powerful characters, possibly. We, if you've been monitoring Twitter activity, yes, a lot of theories. Um, which I yes, a lot of good theories. So I yeah, and and, and it goes back to your point of this is no longer. I got left behind by Operation Cinder and the contingency plan. I'm gonna run my own troop of stormtroopers and just run a village. Like mm-hmm. 
this elevates now Moff Gideon and Giancarlo Esposito. Awesome. He took what could have been even even with the e web stuff aside, could have been kind of a uh, written weird. I, I loved it. Yeah, I watched it again this morning and thought, oh, I'm in on this guy. He gives real menace. Obviously, he, he excelled is, yeah. at that in yeah. Breaking Bad, and there there are some similarities of like I'm calm and straightforward, mm-hmm. and I'm going Love to it, yeah. I have information as a weapon. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, and again, it wasn't because of an I recognize that thing. Right. Um, although, if you were going to criticize things, that that's another conversation to be had yes um but i loved it because mm. of what it did for the character and the story yeah it you got the sense that well you you got the information that he was an isb officer during yeah the siege of mandalore mm-hmm. um and looked like he was involved in atrocities the way they would call and, the, the night of a thousand tears the night something. of a thousand tears and the, the you know uh, armaments like this mowed down yeah. the mandalorian recruits um all great stuff, but he also has knows who grief Karg is. And he also knows who right. Cara Dune is. So you, you got the like, Oh, he's awful. He, sh-, they assume they, a thought Cara Dune thought he was, uh, you know, uh, executed for war crimes, yeah. which is also saying a lot given the new Republic going like, all right, let's rehabilitate anybody we can No, that guy's got it. <laughs> uh, that guy so guy. you, you got a big buildup of, he is awful. Yeah. The second that he has the dark saber, it elicits anybody who knows the story out of of it of you monster. You are walking around with something that does not belong to you. That is so against everything this show has been building up about yeah. honor. And anybody can be a Mandalorian if they follow the creed and if they work toward it. And yeah. no, you're just a monster who just takes it. But it also just it, it sets him up as obsessed. Yeah. Of like if he's just carrying him that on him. Yeah. It, uh, he's got a little bit of like, I want to hunt all the remaining Mandalorians down. And mm. I well, maybe also kind of want to be yeah. one of them. And it gets your mind going about like, is he the, my weird wild theory that he's trying to inject himself personally with force sensitive mm. blood. Yeah. Because oh, he yeah. wants to be, have that power himself. It, you know, the, yep. when he's walking around with an actual lightsaber, it adds to that. That really works. That really yeah. works. Yeah. I don't know if that will be the story, yeah. but, uh, but anyway, there's uh, so many things about it as a, Ooh, what's going to happen next? What does this tell us about the character in the story yeah. that I like about it as yep. well as just the thrill of, of seeing it live yeah. action. If you've spent some time with it, yeah. um, siege of Mandalore, he actually uses the term siege of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Did you find that confusing? Because I read at least one article that was like, Oh, you were interpreting that way different than I did. Uh, because mm. for a while now, the, uh, siege of Mandalore is what Filoni has referred to this battle. We're going to see these mm-hmm. are not spoilers. It's way out there. Yeah. The battle that we're going to see in the, uh, final season of Clone Wars coming up in, in February of 2020, yeah. which is a big Mandalorian battle that happens toward the end of the Clone Wars. I feel like when, when Moff Gideon's talking about Siege of Mandalore, he's talking about the fully formed empire yes. putting down resistance after at least the events of Rebels that we last saw them. I'm right but it there. is using the same name. I'm right there with you, and it made me think again, this isn't Filoni's script or thing, but he's there. You know, he's part of this. So at some point, is did he go, but hey, we already have that. And to your point, like Favre's like, no, it's, it's, it's another one. Um, but I took it as another one, and, and I like it. Well, it definitely could be Siege of Mandalore 2. Yeah. Um, Because I am focused on what happened, not what, uh, what happened 
uh, after the events of Rebels. And so my mind yeah. naturally would go there. I, it just it doesn't make sense if, you know, I think you're on the same page. It doesn't make sense if it's the, the one 20 years ago. Right. And we know from plus years we ago, know from right. the events in Rebels that the Mandalorians weren't really wiped out at yeah. the beginning of the Empire. For It looks like they kind of played along for. Yeah. Um, for many, many years. And, and it's a night of a thousand tears, which is all these re- recruits. And that seems to be talking about a, a time when, yeah. uh, when Din Djarin would be of age. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that they mowed down, it was, well, there was a trap, uh, uh, something, obviously something really bad. Yeah. Dramatic. Yeah. yeah so oh. no, I, I liked all of it. I liked all of it. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on, uh, the kind of big themes of the episode, we've already touched on some of them, so we, yeah. we don't need to spend as much time. Um, but for me, I, I think that main idea of you can change your programming, which I think was yeah. throughout this, uh, whole first season was really elegant. Uh, Mandalorian accepting that IG 11, really did become the child of Quill. Yeah. And was able to have his programming changed. Um, Mando himself mm-hmm. being willing to accept that I have defined myself this way as a guild member, is a Mandalorian, but now I can define myself as my mission is to be a father. Yeah. For now. For now. Um, and then even taking it as far as I mean, we're making the fun jokes about the best car on the year, but I like that it was explicit of yeah. anybody can be anything. I don't know what this thing is. Yeah. It's, I guess, it comes from a race of enemy sorcerers, maybe. Maybe. Nobody knows the exact species. <laughs> Great line. But right now, it's my charge, and it's a Mandalorian right now. Yeah. The, be, that the symbolism of you can keep my mythosaur necklace. Yeah. Yeah. At the is the you know next to last beat of the show, to me is totally about like starting with like what would have been a joke back in the day of like do you think Boba Fett could adopt a baby Yoda and <laughs> baby Yoda could be a Mandalorian right like that could have been a joke back in the day but they did a whole season that built to that idea of yeah. do not judge just by appearance mm-hmm. anyone can change their programming valuable step-by-step lesson that they did so well going back to the opening scene he walks into that bar he's a badass i'll take you in warm or cold he is everything that that we uh, you know the people were getting excited about the show and for them to take that and turn it into what what it did in this journey of of found family father all these kind of things we've been going and, and go episode by episode and break it off um even the episodes that i'm not as big a fan of you know four five and six hit those points so well and that now with the whole eight episodes they have more value to me personally yeah. someone who didn't like those episodes as much as others uh that to all tied up into this redemption arc and yeah. angle that word redemption gets thrown around a lot around these parts right uh, and this one worked really well yeah he, he's got uh, some uh, some redemption to do uh i like the idea of facing death in order to live mm-hmm. uh in particular just like the vulnerability of i have to take the armor off or i'm gonna die and at first yeah. it's like then i'll die cool yeah got it a- absolutely but uh making that choice based on that the connection with ig11 yeah of offering I'm not a living thing. Uh, but then I was really struck with how kind of explicit the imagery of what happens to Mandalorian after that is, is he literally descends mm-hmm. into the, the darkness. Yeah. He describes it, those, the sewer tunnels as an actual yeah. maze comes Can't across all of the death of uh, his, you know, found mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Uh, 
and then literally crosses the, the river Styx. Yeah. Like just yeah. literally very, very much from mythology. Yeah. And then not only does he come out into the light, mm-hmm. but then because he has gone through all of this darkness and been rewarded yeah. with uh, the jetpack, he literally ascends. <laughs> yeah. So like this episode's construction to be like, ah, yeah, Star Wars kind of plays with Joseph Campbell, plays with myth. <laughs> How about if he literally goes through a maze, crosses the river to hell and ascends into the air while carrying his yeah. baby? Yeah. 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 And, and <laughs> exactly the way he, he was, was carried. carried. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Shot for shot. Like, <laughs> It's like, all right, hey, you want a Joseph Campbell? Let's Joseph Campbell. Let's do it. <laughs> and uh, remember those uh, articles of John Favreau saying, uh, "George, uh, George gave me the key to Star Wars." Yeah, you know, uh, of what the what the themes are, are supposed to be. Yes, love the sequence. You're right. Everything about it worked. Yeah, everything about it worked. Uh, I love the throwaway IG-11. Watch, watch your feet. It's smolten lava. <laughs> yes, that was super funny. Uh, uh, any other uh, themes that bubbled up to the surface for you? No, that's pretty much, uh, <laughs> you, you nailed it on the head. <laughs> that, uh, the river sticks indeed. So, and again, overall, this is going to be, uh, you know, much more, we'll talk about it at the end, but to, to go back and watch these eight episodes now is going to, I'm interested to see what it does to me. Yeah. Because I love when, the story rolls on and then just reignites and repurposes some scenes that you maybe didn't pay attention to or weren't uh, as involved with or connected right. with. Yeah, yeah. Right. We'll suddenly have different resonance. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that. All right. We are going to take a quick break and then we will talk about more ideas from chapter eight of The Mandalorian. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And we are back to talk more Chapter 8, Redemption, the end of Season 1 of Mandalorian. So every week we have talked about directorial choices because mm-hmm. this is uh, this whole thing has been so clearly guided by Favreau's overall script, but it's been one of the big celebrations of talking about the story behind the story, yeah. that there are so many different and interesting and diversity behind the camera. Yeah. Uh, so what did you get out of this final episode? This was... Perhaps the smoothest episode. So I still love episode two, what it did to me emotionally. I think episode seven was that Deborah Chow. Great, like, great directing all throughout. Uh, maybe maybe not episode five, but uh, everything else good. Um, this was the smoothest. It's every little choice he made. And when he, when Taika Waititi decided to use a, a specific literal point of view of a, of a character looking out, which we've seen with Baby Yoda before, but... Uh, epic shot, just the, the, the shot, I, I didn't see the credits. I think Greg Frazier did the cinematography of this one because it, it, it sunk up with his previous work, but just the shot behind the child rising up to use the force, like, yes, really well done. Uh, and just the, 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 the pacing, he was in control of this episode and every performer, even when you have grief Karga, uh, you have Carl Weathers doing the, use the magic hand thing in the middle of this intense battle. It moves everything forward. It moves. It's a, so it's just, it was the smoothest episode. So I don't have one particular necessary choice, but just the way I can see his skill at work. Yeah. And, and, and that's why he's rising in power. Yeah. And has been for a couple of years as a director in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Even though some of the comedy beats didn't uh, mm-hmm. entirely work for me as Star Wars comedy beats, they all worked as comedy beats. Mm-hmm. I did, I do think that Star Wars needs. Uh, artists to grab it and go, this is how I yeah. would do Star Wars. Um, so I, so even though there were some parts of it that didn't uh, land for me as a specific individual, mm-hmm. I love that that's the way it started. Uh, yeah. And, and I want to see more artists go, not everybody's going to like it, but for me, this is my Star Wars or this is who I am yeah. as a creator. And I'm going to use that within Star Wars and just really own it. So I love that he yeah. really is like, Hey, people wondered if I'd put my uh, yeah. style on this episode. Here you go. Here you go. Here's my style. Uh, The entire sequence of Baby Yoda stopping the flames. Yeah. From just the logic of Baby Yoda seeing the flames, feeling the flames, 
that yeah that little head rise mm-hmm. that could come off as a joke but feels triumphant right 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 the holding it back the flick and the little collapse Clubs. it's all it's all great mm-hmm. uh and is not it, it there are moments of it that are like charming funny but not like mm-hmm. oh my god like you know there's nothing yeah uh that doesn't work about it uh i wonder about that whole flashback sequence since we got so many different parts of it of exactly you know yeah who who handled shooting it blah 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 whatever but the whole flashback as it worked in this episode i thought was great i was so happy that we took our time with it yes and instead of seeing it in like those fractured beats from the hammer right which we loved yeah but you know it's not just the droid he's getting this point of vulnerability and honesty everyone just heard his name yeah He's had, he's bonded with Cardoon. It feels like more than he's bonded with anyone in a while. Mm-hmm. He's made the decision to trust grief and they've been Karga and they've been through some things together. So it also felt like some amount of like, uh, honesty and vulnerability for him to kind of sit there and have that whole memory mm-hmm. for us to yeah. see. And for him, you get, you almost got the sense that he was experiencing it in its totality. Right. So he, was processing, processing it as well as just showing us the flashes and then the fact that we as the audience get to see all of the beats of the terror mm-hmm. and the death of the parents with just that rumble rumble behind the the walls and you know what happened yeah i, I think you're right i think uh i was gonna say how long it uh, used to take their time uh, i said long um <laughs> yours is more positive no it just like they, we 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 it was more than just an answer of who was at the door because you're definitely asking that yeah we want to know but just the entire sequence of what it meant it worked really well yeah yeah i wonder who did put that together and the way that mandalorian was shot in that very classic western i mean it all makes sense just logistically from his perspective with that Mm -hmm. very backlit but it gave you that sense of i'm going to imprint on this figure Mm -hmm. that's who i want to be yeah you know and and so relates to when any young thing is looking up at me, I want them to see salvation, not death. Right. Which so ties back to the end of chapter one of like, of course, I'm not going to let this thing be killed. Yeah. And never let a vulnerable thing look up and see anything but salvation when they see me. That that little uh, reach of the hand at the end of episode yep. one, mean again, means more now. Yeah. Yeah. Extra powerful. Uh, and, and then I just because we haven't we focused a lot on shots and that. I just think that uh, Taika Waititi got a lot out of the actors. I thought. Yes. Uh, I thought um, the performance from Cara Dune of not wanting to leave the Mandalorian was some of her best acting I all season because I just season. I really believe that this is a hardened warrior who did who made a friend yeah. and did not want to let that friend die. He got Got some great stuff out of her, which Bryce Dallas Howard and, and, and Deborah Chow did as well. Let's be clear about that. But he, he, it, the way it worked, it worked. And the way they shot it, the way they worked her in or uh, made use of her action and just everything about it. This is now her fully kind of grown into the character. And that makes yeah. me excited. Because I, I have been somewhat critical of her, not just on this show, but of other places. Not, not critical, just very honest about who she is. Because I think she is too. Yeah. As a performer. And at the end of this episode, I'm like, ah, we, y- y- yes, keep going because you, you're there. You're finding it. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Great stuff. Um, any action figure inspired moments that grabbed you? Well, <laughs> I owned an E web. Ev- <laughs> heavy uh, repeating. Heavy repeating. Yeah. Um, actually, for me, it was the, we had seen it a bit in the trailer. 
Again, those trailers, man. Sometimes yeah. they take out some of the tension. I get it. Uh, but the TIE fighters thing at the end. I, I, yes. Yeah. Yeah, huge, great action figure moment. I will uh, stomp a moment to be positively negative. Yes. I really do wish that that everyone across the industry would scale back on trailers yeah. and just have it kind of across the board. If it's from the final episode or the third <laughs> act, the answer is no. <laughs> Because we've been waiting for that shot where he walks out of the door and shoots the trooper, right? Yep. And that, that was like, okay, fine. 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 Yeah, that, tiny, did, tiny. that didn't show up in chapter three when he, he mm-hmm. fights the stormtroopers. So it's going to be, oh, chapter eight. Okay. But the final battle. Yeah. It did take some of the gas out of it for me going like, I love the shot where he ascended because I was emotionally involved in it. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, great. Hook it with your your cord and then try to blast the door open because I know that's what, what happens. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did have incredible sense of memory. Those the Tie Fighter toys back in the day and in the uh, '90s Power of the Force re- reboot, yeah. they had the buttons where you shoot the ties off. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that exact part of the wing yep. that he is hanging on to, I kind of wish they went all the way and had the wing actually fly all the way <laughs> off, so he could have like done the exact damage that you were able to yeah, imitate yeah. with the toy. That yeah. would have been awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and the e-web that I looked this up, it came with the, uh, or a version of it came with the Imperial Attack Base playset yeah. from the 80s. And then you in 1997, you could get the Snowtrooper Deluxe figure yes. that came with the whole e-web. I love it. Yeah, that was great. Great. Yes. And I'll, I do love it. I do love it. I yeah. just thought it was funny to, to really, the, it, when Cara Dune says it, it's, they got an e-web. I'm like, yeah, they do. And then when he's like, this is it. Oh, no. (laughs) It's it's particularly fun to really lean into it since of all of the kind of fun nonsense terminology of original trilogy. It has not really aged well. Like, no. E-Web sounds like a place you would have done your taxes in 2001, (laughs) right? Not like E-Web. That tax form destroyed the Mandalorians. Come on down to E-Web. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I guess also to go just harp on that one more time. In Empire... It's cool. It don't work. It, it you do, 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 a little gun on the Falcon takes it out. So I'm, immediately when he's like this thing, I'm like that thing. We've seen that thing do nothing. <laughs> oh, it's a newer version. It's gonna do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it is. It adds to the storytelling choice in the Mandalorian to reframe how frightening yeah. the Empire's equipment is. Yeah. Right? Because it goes right along with the ATSD. ATSD, yes. You know, so. I've, I've seen ATSD take on entire squadrons, and that, yep. that was a great thing, because I was like, really? I've seen it trip on trees, but <laughs> but it works, because it has to work, because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's how the Empire took control. You even get to see a, a speeder bike do some real damage. Yeah. Right? Right. Uh, let's talk about uh, grizzled weirdo moments. Uh, <laughs> I wonder... I almost want to do a count on three. I, I wonder if we have the same moment. I, I think we might. Uh, it involves a favorite pastime. Of all of uh, I, I think it is the same. Is, is it the, the car got grief get, drinking? Get, get drinking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is talking about like, how are we going to get out of here alive? And he's <laughs> like, just slamming like, a drink. Well, if I'm going to die, it's going to be drunk. I love I loved that. I loved it for a lot of reasons. Having just watched uh, uh, Die Hard and leading up to Christmas uh, uh, and the terrorist who grabs the uh, Nestle Crunch bar. I just, I like, <laughs> I like old things like that. So I, cause I think I would be in the, like, Give me a shot of whiskey. Oh, let's yeah. go to war. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it, the grief has really grown into yeah. like such a fun character yeah. who is just a little bit more like strangely happy go lucky <laughs> for a grizzled, right. you know, leader of the bounty hunter guild. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm not dying sober. 
<laughs> screw that uh magic hands is also magic you know great, but it, it was so earned and so funny yeah because Very like earned. why why would somebody see that and not go like use him all the time oh yeah <laughs> pull it down with your magic hands uh this is a sad one but it's when i got a shout out quill gravesite oh yeah yeah right i mean that that yeah. just kind of tied uh, a bow on that great character to have mando yeah. take the time Great character who I think almost every scene is the heart of the show in a way and the lessons of the show. It's it's the uh, the uh, syllabus of what you yeah. study. And, and, <laughs> and I, the rehabilitation of IG-11 scene to me is, is actually still my favorite sequence in the show. So I love this character and I like they took the time to pay the respects. To yes, me. yes. And to clearly clarify don't don't get hopeful quill lovers that that's (laughs) that's it for this uh this ugnot unless uh Mm kind of ig11's lessons live on in mando so yeah anyway anyway uh let's uh get to our kind of last uh talking point for uh these main categories we have because i did grab a couple of audience questions yeah, uh, they've oh, been yeah, yeah. coming in uh, fast and furious. We've been doing predictions for next episode, but a lot of, I think, what's exciting now is the predictions for the next season. Already been announced yeah. by John. He can announce things without checking with Iger Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> or Lucasfilm or the story group individuals. Yes, yes, yes. It's so great. So, yeah, yep. fall, fall of uh, this coming year, right? So, Bam. less than a year away. Yeah exciting great ready to go uh where where's your mind going what are your big questions hopes fears dreams i mean i think it's ex- what the armorer said is basically the pitch for season two it really is <laughs> he's got to go pilot he's got to go return it to return the child to his species which means we might finally get those answers the dark saber's there so we now have the super big bad but I, there's a lot with that weapon i'm telling i'll say i, I bow tan i come she coming back and i think katie sagas will, will, will be playing that character I still think there's room for that guy named Boba Fett to come back. I think it all will happen, and I think it will be centered around this now. This search to get out, to yeah, get, or to get him back, because yeah. also, okay, who who is he? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna return him to where? To yeah, and where? Who am I gonna go and ask? Yeah, do you know? I I'm not gonna put it on you know blue milk cartons of yeah. missing child. Who is <laughs> yeah. this? What is this? Uh, but I, I want to yeah. drill down to a couple specific ones and ask yeah. your uh, your opinion. So, mm-hmm. did you interpret the armor's directions to be? I felt like there was some nice ambiguity of find his people, which could be his species, whatever it right. is, or could be any of these enemies, sorcerers, Jedi lying around. Mm. Did you interpret it in an open ended way that, or did you leave with Mando's looking for the species? Or Mando's looking for Jedi. I went, I went direction Mando's looking for species uh, only because the way he doesn't he phrase it like one of the whole species of yeah, the species can, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The whole, whole species of whatever enemy, it is. Sorcerers. Uh, I, I do like that wrinkle though of of does this lead to uh, you know does this lead him to Luke Skywalker's doorstep? I don't know. Yeah, this is a great uh, line. You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's great. Uh, so I, I took it that way of, of, of learning more about uh, Yoda's people. Yeah, I I think that we're going to go that way eventually. But it, mm. to me, is like how how many seasons is the Mandalorian? Yeah, uh, is that a next true. season thing? But even if the ultimate mm. goal is we go even deeper in this knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. theme 
And, you know, do we go back to the planet that Mando was from, that uh, Din was from? Right. When his parents were killed in Clone Wars era. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we're doing that along with where does baby Yoda really come from? Right. But even if that's the story, the people who are going to have any clue of what this species is are force users. Right. right? So did your mind go to are are we going to run into Ahsoka or Ezra, like, did your mind go to the, who are the Jedi around? Did your mind go to, do, are we going to get a de-aged Mark Hamill going, right. this is where they from, or I'm um, spacing yeah. the actor's name who plays Winter Soldier in MCU. Oh, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian right. Stan, yeah. Not Sebastian Shaw. No. <laughs> Sebastian Stan, yeah, yeah, who's been widely, everybody's goes, he looks perfect for Luke Skywalker. Like, does your mind go to a place where this is perfect timing for Luke going around the galaxy, trying to figure out more and more about the Force? Mm-hmm. To the Mando finding young Luke Skywalker in some yeah. way. It, it can go that way. It can go, especially, especially Ahsoka. Oh, Dave. Um, it can go that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still wonder if they could pull, how, how much they can pull off in terms of actual characters showing back up. Um, yeah. And I think they're going to try. But how big, I don't know. So that limits my my thought on it a little bit. Um, uh, Ahsoka makes, uh, Ahsoka can make a lot of sense. You know, yeah, we don't we don't know that journey yet. You yeah, know? we don't know a lot about what's going on with other force sensitive people right. in this era, right? Or we know that there it are could, people like it could be a young Laura Santeca or somebody else from a ooh, brand new like, character ooh. from the Church of the Force, right? I like that. Yeah, because this this is an era where even though it might not be known, if if you have a a kid and your kid's moving some items, you don't have to hide it. Yeah, you know, you can go to the new republic i guess i don't know so it'd be interesting it might not be as difficult to find it find a, another force user is my point and so that could lead to some interesting options yeah some very interesting options i think maybe the the way to unpack it is probably to think less of what is modern canon and think mm-hmm. more what would john favreau think was cool in 1993 and it might be go to luke Dor- luke skywalker's doorstep luke skywalker's doorstep if yeah. the mando can find it that is all fascinating stuff and i think it was a variety article that mm. claimed to have an inside source that said we were going to meet some familiar characters yeah i did see that uh over the weekend yeah which i think will build up uh, lots of uh lots of guesses all right uh so that's the the yoda species jedi uh the mystery of the boots in the non-appearance yeah. of fennec shand i apologize i said on this podcast multiple times I'm 99% sure I read an article that said two episodes, but, uh, yeah. I, but I guess that was wrong. Yeah. Um, so no Fennec Shand, mystery of the boots, wide open. How are you feeling? How do you feel that that is wide open? I And th- what are your expectations? I like it because I, I hope, like, I hope it isn't Moff Gideon. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that he's, was trailing them in some way. It would make sense if he was. Yeah. And he tracked him. To, uh, that'll make sense. If it's Moff Gideon, I'm not going to be disappointed, but I like I like a little bit of, you know, all right, we got now we have a year to wait, roughly, uh, that the, you know, se- season two opens up with Fennec Shand and Boba Fett crawl- crawling around the, the galaxy or something trying to get into the story. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. 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 I'm okay. Yeah. Mysteries are okay to be left answered later. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, I, I was uh, sad not to see more of Fennec Shand. Sure. Because I like the character, but I really hope that she will play a, a role in season two. Yeah. And, uh who cares about predictions? I just want it to be Boba Fett. I think especially now that they have dived into mm-hmm. let's both define and complicate more of Mandalorian history. Yep. Who knows what is going to be defined or complicated by the Mandalorian heavy end 
last season of Clone Wars yeah. in February to build to it. Who knows if Boba Fett is a part of that, moving him into a different trajectory yeah. of story. I just want to deal with Boba Fett's place in Mandalorian society, his place in Star Wars. Just I, Let's do it. Let's do Boba Fett. Both. Both. Place, give, let's give that answer. Did he crawl out in new canon? Let's get it. Yeah. Let's figure that out. Um, you know, we believe he did. Let's answer it. And then, would you, you know, going back to Clone Wars, Prime Minister uh, Almac, uh, Almanac, what's Al- Almanac? Almanac. He has yeah. a lot of information. <laughs> Almanac. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just saying, giving us what we thought is the answer. And again, not every character's dialogues are, or, or their dialogue is to be taken as fact or yeah. true. It's point of view. And for them to maybe go back and provide that a little more to that, even that exchange in an animated show and be like, well, here you go. I do want that. Yeah. And if it, the show continues to be a show that explores identity, mm-hmm. it's a great place to explore. I'm an aging clone. Mm-hmm. All the others are dead. I'm, you know, I'm more unique than them. But yeah. I am of them. Yeah. How do I feel about that? And, and and make some, you know, put some meat on the bones of the story of Boba Fett's origin like would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's my final, uh, actually, uh, two final things. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Pershing get samples to Gideon? Do you think? Because no. he, yeah. they were they were trying to leave the planet in time yeah. to get samples because that that was the last little bit of. Mm-hmm. info we heard right is the yeah. client saying get, yeah yeah you j- just get the samples to I, our I, boss it's possible because pershing pershing is alive and we don't know what it was how how you know he had baby yoda to be the child for enough enough time that they could get someone off planet to do it so that'd be interesting if if if, if season two is moff getting with force with midi chlorians inside him <laughs> that's yeah. what, this is how it begins oh, Pershing yeah. and him meet up yeah yeah fascinating stuff and actually my my one of my other questions are addressed by our audience questions so let's talk okay. about those and we'll end with a fun uh, weird question but for audience questions we got a sent a nice question from joshua bernard who says what do you think is the percentage of people using baby yoda memes but have never <laughs> seen the mandalorian tremendously high <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's a it's a great and funny way to look at the pop culture phenomenon yeah of baby yoda right and i think a, I, i'm sure yeah i would be surprised by anywhere from 25 to 50 percent just meme usage yeah uh we're not actively signed up to disney plus yeah. uh or pirating but it, it's it's kind of great that he is it's just oh, yeah. so entered the uh, hearts and minds of society. It's a it's a big it's a big thing that this this piece of Star Wars has really just inspired so much love and passion and humor and yeah. feelings of joy. It works. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I see I see a lot of them. Yeah, and there's that there's that part of you like, well, come on, watch Star Wars and understand where it's coming from. And there's that other part of you like, well, this is great storytelling when you see a little puppet yeah. reaching for something it wants and you're just like i know that feeling. i know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a universal feeling and the sip and the bone broth which I've, <laughs> I've probably seen a million times oh, now online yeah 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 and i think at this point yes i'm sure there are people using that like oh this is from star wars yeah, yeah. it's the sip and bone broth yeah. uh, what are you talking about i it's, like the gremlins yeah. <laughs> it's a known meme yeah uh harrison gibson asks a thing that i think uh, has been on a lot of people's minds uh, what do you guys think about the possibility that the Imperials in the Mandalorian want Baby Yoda to harvest his life force on Exegol for Palpatine? The debut of Force Healing in Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker within the same week and with uh, how connected that seems to be 
what with what Palpatine is doing. So yeah, let, let's pull that apart just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a really fun experience recording this podcast. Yeah. And we did a review on Collider where you and I had seen yes. Rise of Skywalker in in advanced <laughs> screening. We knew force healing was in it. Yeah. But then the episode of Mandalorian came out with force healing and we couldn't say that it was in Rise <laughs> we, of Skywalker. We had to pretend. Yeah. So force healing. Uh, wow. wow. Force healing where, seems great. Where else have you ever seen that in Star Wars? Uh, <laughs> like, and I know it has been in, in yeah. EU in the in other places yeah, in the past yeah. and all that. But for modern canon. Mm-hmm. Because we, yeah, we, I mean, it was weird. It was a weird experience to be home a night after seeing Rise of Skywalker, uh, two or three nights before everyone else is going to see Rise of Skywalker and going, I literally went, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, like I, I just okay. like, okay, we're is, doing this. Are they not talking to each other? Like, what's, or, yeah. or are they completely talking to each other? So, great question, Harris. Yeah, great question. Um, yeah, because I, I, I have, I think I had been thinking about that. Ooh, you know, does, uh, Moff Gideon wanted to take it mm-hmm. for himself. Um, there had been rumblings that Mandalorian was going to deal with the history of the First Order, and that didn't materialize in right. the first season, but it does invite your mind to go down this thought path of, does is Moff Gideon one of the few people who knows the ultimate Palpatine plan that, yep, the First Order is growing out there, mm-hmm. and Palpatine's pulling some strings, but we don't know exactly when half-dead Palpatine got... They're right. all the way dead because he says in Rise of Skywalker, uh, I died. I died. Yeah. No ambiguity there. He straight up says it. Mm. Uh, but we don't know the exact timeline of what's going on on Exegol when. So it does invite you to go. Yeah, maybe Moff Gideon wants to get some force sensitive blood to drip on the wrecked body of Palpatine. Yeah, it all it all works like uh, everything you're saying and everything Harrison's laid out here. Like it can make me go like. All right, this could connect up in some way, shape, or form. I just still don't think so. I still you just don't, don't think there's that level of coordination behind yeah. the scenes right now. Yeah, I really don't. I I, I really don't. Um, I hope I'm wrong. It's it's and you've heard this criticism. This isn't about that. They don't have a plan. It isn't that. It's just you know. Um, I'll say I heard. I heard it. You know, I heard. I heard. I heard. I so take ten percent of it as true that. One of the reasons the Boba Fett movie was canceled after, even after Trank left, was they looked across the hall and were like, "What are you guys doing on Mandalorian?" And they were like, "Oh, we got kind of the same story for the movie." Mm. And that was like, "Well, one's got to go." And the shows we're not telling Favreau he's out. So yeah, um, there is some concern that 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 they don't necessarily share notes and departments in a way, you know. And again, I think they do, and I don't know. I'm not there. I don't walk those halls. I've never even been there. Um, (laughs) So I, but it just doesn't give me hope that it's super connected. Yeah, but it does. But I like the idea. Yeah. So if they flip it and they go, hey, what if we go this way? Because we can now. Yeah. Then that's good. And I don't. So far, the way Mandalorian has done storytelling has been so. uh, And I know I say this a lot. Tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Here's a little bit of detail, and then you, you can imagine the rest. I'd be even fine if Moff Gideon ha- is talking to some Sith alchemist. Yeah. Because yeah. they're labeled in the credits for Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you can imagine, it, t- t- is that just a, hey, there's a lot of Sith alchemists yeah, around yeah, who are yeah. collecting weird things. They're, you know. Uh, or you can go, ooh, I really think they took that back to Exegol. And that's what, you know, that's part of the bubbling fluid. Yeah. 
Baby Yoda's blood. Yeah, I think that's uh, really, really uh, interesting, but not necessarily what's what's going to happen. But a yeah. logical thought path to go down. All right, we are going to close out this season of the Mandalorian Report with just a fun, weird question. You have any final thoughts before we do that, Ken? Uh, no, I'm ready for this one. All right, if Baby Yoda could do magic hands just once for you, what would you ask Baby Yoda to do? Man, I mean, you could make all the traffic jokes and waiting in line <laughs> and all those kind of things. But uh, I, I would like to use those magic hands. I, I would, I, I'm going to cheat a little. I would want the force heal. <laughs> I would want the force heal. Use it, bring those magic hands over here. I've got a knee pain. See if that can do anything. Uh, someone who my knee cramped up driving back from Arizona. It was a painful <laughs> six hours. I wish those chihuahuas had force heal. Okay. They, got, they got the ears of Baby Yoda, but I want the Force Heal of Baby yeah. Yoda. Use those magic hands, kid. I think Force Heal is, is going to be the best answer. Uh, mm. So I will say what would just warm my heart is if, if Baby Yoda was in my apartment and his, his little hand reached out and he suddenly realizes that he's using it the way Leia used it in Last Jedi, and he flies over to me oh, nice. for a hug. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want those magic hands to do. I do want a life-size-to-scale plush the child that we who among us does not right and uh, eventually we will live in a world that is lousy with the child merch true uh, but just like season two, we have to wait for more. Well, uh, that is it. That is our look at the Mandalorian season one. Thanks for joining us on these chapter by chapter adventures. This has been so much fun to dig in. And I think we both can't wait uh, for season two, right? Absolutely. It's been a very fun journey uh, show that overall, you know, really happy it existed and had a lot of fun with it and, and really excited to see new Star Wars every week on my screen. Me too. Me too. It's a, a lifelong dream come to, true to see Star Wars on television and to see it exploring uh, different parts of the world that we saw in the movie mm-hmm. and just getting us really excited for character based stakes and really a lot of new Star Wars to love. So thank you so much for listening. In the words of the great late Quill, we have spoken. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.